Thank you for tuning in again today to Would You Gaming. My name is Chris. Make sure if you haven't already that you subscribe, leave a like, and leave a comment below if you'd like to help us determine the direction the channel goes in in the foreseeable future. Okay, so last time we went over some of the games that I enjoyed playing through in 2020, and I thought since we're in a new year and we have a ton of games set to release coming up, it'd be a good idea to go over some upcoming releases. So without further ado, let's take a look at some of the games I look forward to playing through this year. The first title is Scott Pilgrim vs. World. It's one of the first games to ever be affected by licensing issues and pulled from digital storefronts. This was due to the license for the title expiring and no agreement being reached between Ubisoft and the title holders. That is until recently. After over six years, on January 14, 2021, we are finally going to have the game and all DLC released on PSN, Xbox Game Stores, and eShop. Hopefully we get a physical edition as well so we don't have to repeat the losing of this property in the future again. Scott Pilgrim is a side-scroller beat-em-up that sees you playing through as Scott Pilgrim and one of other characters where you have to beat up his girlfriend Ramona's seven evil exes. You have four main characters to choose from originally, Scott, Ramona, Kim, and Steven. Although you do have downloadable characters, Knives and Wallace that should be included on launch on this, as well as being able to unlock the hidden character Nega Scott going forward. It is a co-op beat-em-up supporting up to four players, allowing for plenty of couch co-op on, and you know how we feel about those here at Widget Gaming. We simply enjoy a good couch co-op experience. It may not be a AAA title, but at a budget price, it may be one you want to pick up upon its release, as I know I'll be getting it. Beat-em-ups are not my favorite by any stretch of the imagination, but I do enjoy a good one, and especially if it's a couch co-op experience, and have a good evening with that, so I look forward to that. Prince of Persia's Sands of Time remake is a remake of the original 2003 Ubisoft title of the same name. It looks to be an upscaled version of the PS2 title with improved character models and better visual fidelity overall. This will be the first title to be released on a console since 2008. There was a mobile title in 2018 by the name of Prince of Persia Escape. We have not seen a title on consoles since the title that rebooted the series back in 2008, the namesake The Prince of Persia. March 2018, 2021 is the release date. It's already been pushed back once for polishing for the original release date at the beginning of 2021. The character models looked a bit rough then, so hopefully they'll take the time that they're given to make it a bit more polished and just look better overall. We'll have to wait and see if they stick to the original story and just update the character models or if they embellish upon the story a bit more, making it their own. The original had an interesting story and the gameplay was incredibly good for the time. Between the combat, puzzles, and rewind mechanic that allowed you to cheat death, it was different from many other games at the time. The original trilogy was, were such great games, and I can see Ubisoft remaking the other two titles as well, especially if the first title in the series sells well. And it will be interesting to see. I know I enjoyed the Two Thrones, I think it was, where the prince had two different forms. The third title in the series... So it will be interesting if we eventually get a trilogy of this. I'd probably pick that up personally. The next title is Axiom Verge 2. The original Axiom Verge was developed by Thomas Happ and released March 15th on PS4 and PC. Happ was the sole developer, artist, and musician of the game, developing it in his spare time, ultimately taking him five years to complete. The game was eventually ported to PS Vita, Wii U, Xbox One, and most recently the Nintendo Switch. 
Axiom Verge is a side-scroller action-adventure title and is heavily influenced by Metroid and other Metroidvania titles. There are power-ups and items to find in areas that are unreachable until you have gotten the necessary power-ups, similar to any other Metroidvania you might have played. The long-awaited sequel, Axiom Verge 2, will release sometime in 2021 as a timed exclusive for the Nintendo Switch. The character sprite and movement seem to be improved massively over the original, graphics seem to be more polished so if Axiom Verge took its influence from the NES Metroid titles then Axiom Verge 2 is definitely an homage to Super Metroid. We're not given much information based on the first game and what we've seen this should be a lot of fun. And the next title is one that I had not originally included uh, intended to include on this list but a friend of mine is so adamant about this he's such a fanboy of the game he he loved the original Hollow Knight game, so I've, I had to include this for him. Hollow Knight Silk Song, or simply Silk Song, is Team Cherry's second game following the wildly successful Hollow Knight. Originally releasing on PC in 2017, Hollow Knight was ported to all major consoles a year later. It was partially funded via Kickstarter, raising $57,000, going on to sell over 3 million copies to date. Hornet, the main playable character in Silksong, was originally intended as a stretch goal and to be DLC for the first title, but this was expanded into a full-fledged sequel sometime during character development. The sequel was in the same beautiful art style, but Hornet seems to be a bit more agile than the original protagonist. Silksong sees you dive into the familiar Metroidvania formula, again with the addition of a crafting system to craft weapons and tools from materials, materials replacing the charm system from the original. The sequel will retain the checkpoint system from the original and feature a quest system with four different types of quests. Various NPCs will ask Hornet to fulfill certain requests broken up into four different sections. Hunt, Gather, Wayfinder, and Grand Hunt. Silk Song sees Hornet capture, captured and taken to an area that she must climb to the top of in contrast to Hollow Knight's descent into Hollow's Nest. This will most likely be one of the most anticipated indie games to release this year and will release on PC and Nintendo Switch first. Digimon Survive is an upcoming survival strategy role-playing game from Bandai Namco Entertainment. It was first announced in July 2018 and scheduled to be released July 6, 2019, but has since been delayed multiple times. The latest of these delays sees it pushed back to an unannounced date in 2021, and I'm hopeful we can finally get our hands on this title sometime this year. The gameplay will be broken up into story parts, survival where you must search for supplies and ways to survive, free action where you can talk to NPCs and go to different places, and free battle where you can train your Digimon and collect items. There will be multiple different endings with your choices during playthrough determining the outcome ending you get, and even your Digimon evolutions. Depending on your playthrough, you may even end up getting an ending that results in some characters being killed at the end if you make the wrong choices. To me, this game looks like Final Fantasy Tactics meets Digimon. As a lover of both series, it's the best of both worlds. I hope that sometime soon we have an opportunity to return to the digital world and see some of our favorite Digivolutions. Horizon Forbidden West Guerrilla Games did a phenomenal job with the original Horizon Zero Dawn. Made even more impressive by the fact that prior to this, 
their other titles were all first-person shooters for over a decade. It shows us humanity's remnants trying to survive in a hostile world filled with giant robotic creatures. While we got to find out where Aloy came from and her role and everything, it left us with more questions to be answered. In 2021, we finally get some answers to those questions and more, as well as getting to continue the story of Aloy. While details are scarce, we know that the map size will be larger than the original and without a doubt give us even more collectibles and secrets to find. It will release on PS4 and PS5 with the best experience being without a doubt on the PS5, but it's nice to see that a larger audience is being included in this and able to take place in this story because everybody's not going to have a PS5 as of yet. Mass Effect Legendary Edition is a remastering of a Mass Effect 1 through 3 with updated graphics and more modernized experience. It is not a remastering or reimagining games, but instead allows fans and new players to experience the original works in their best form. First three titles and Commander Shepard's story were a joy to experience all those years ago, an example of Bioware when they were at their absolute best, creating compelling stories and characters. I still fondly remember playing through all three of these titles on the Xbox 360s with a choice from my first, carrying over all the way to the last, and affecting how characters within that world interacted to me and the changes in that world. And who knows, maybe when we're, they're done with this, they may make some of those older titles and IPs and bring those back. I'd love to see a Jade Empire remastered if anybody remembers that back on the original Xbox. With Breath of the Wild 2 being shown last year, it's good of assumption that this will be Nintendo's 2021 holiday title. It'd be a def- definite system seller and makes sense to release Sister in the holiday season when parents are looking for gifts or games to go with the new systems they bought for their kids. With a Nintendo Switch Pro looking more and more like it'll be released soon, this would be a title to help push those hardware sales even further. It might be one of the first titles to fully take advantage of the improvements of the new hardware and graphical powers of this new system. It may, may even do a custom system to release as a bundle alongside the standalone re- release, but I hope that it's more in line with what we've seen with the Animal Crossing New Horizons console. Some custom consoles that are released only have a skin for the dock and custom Joy-Cons. Animal Crossing New Horizon updated, they, they did a little bit differently. There are patterns on the back of the handheld Switch itself, so it'd be interesting to see if they do anything like that. And with this year, we have the 35th anniversary of Zelda. Some type of collection will inevitably come out. This is a chance for Nintendo to bundle a couple older Wii titles like the Twilight Princess Skyward Sword or even GameCube and Wii U titles like Wind Waker HD. With Mario this past year, we got the 3D Mario collection containing Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy. Why wouldn't they repeat this with some type of Zelda title? Not to mention some of those titles for Zelda have been stuck on the older titles, such as the Wii U. And it'd be interesting to find out what we get and maybe play or finish some of those titles for the first time for some of us. There are a plethora of Zelda titles they could choose from. If they do something similar to what they did with Mario, maybe we get one from the 64, one from the GameCube, and one for the Wii or Wii U. But looking back, we have remasters of the Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask recently, on the 3DS, and even prior to that, there was a remaster of the Ocarina of Time, uh, the hard version, the Master Quest on the GameCube. So, they could even pull the Ocarina title from game the GameCube version or the 
Twilight Princess version from there. I would like to see an upscaled version of Skyward Sword, Twilight Princess, and Wind Waker at the absolute least. I'd buy that if they offered it as a limited release. Though, if it's as limited as the Mario Collection, we could all get copies. There's no way this does not make sense to you if you're Nintendo to get a re you get to re-release a couple older games and sell them again. You have other things you can do as well, like a theme switch to celebrate the anniversary. They went all out with Mario with the Game & Watch and Nintendo, the Mario Kart Live home circuit. This is their second largest IP spanning across multiple consoles with about 20 titles or more. We'll just have to wait and see what Nintendo plans. I for one cannot wait to see which games are a part of this collection. And we also, as well as the Zelda anniversary this year, we have the anniversary of Pokemon. It's the 25th year. And it's hard to believe that 2021 marks 25 years since the world was first introduced to the Pokemon series. With cards, games, TV shows, and movies, it's easy to say Pokemon is one of the most recognizable franchises out right now. From the release of Pokemon Red and Blue in 1998 to Pokemon Go on smartphones, there are over 30 Pokemon games released throughout the years. Whether they be mainline titles or spinoffs, Pokemania has truly taken the world by storm, with Pikachu being as recognizable as Mickey Mouse is, if not more recognizable depending on who you ask. The Pokemon and Company and Nintendo will undoubtedly take this opportunity to release older sets of Pokemon cards, plushes, and sell more games. It remains to be seen what, if any, titles will be released around November of 2021, with many po pointing towards remakes of Diamond and Pearl. Till we get more news from Nintendo, we can only wait to see what news we get. But with it being the 25th anniversary, I cannot imagine these will be the only titles released this year, if they are released. I would speculate that we get some type of remastering of older games as well. Will that be the virtual console-only releases we had with the Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, Silver, Gold, and Silver on the 3DS eShop, or a physical cartridge with physical games on it similar to the Mario 3D All-Stars. Who knows? It would be interesting to see them go back and, and do a large collection of those games that are no longer playable on current-gen hardware. There are definitely plenty of mainline titles for Nintendo to choose from. That is not even touching on the main spinoffs we have got over the year. For instance, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, which originally released on the Game Boy Advance. We also have the puzzle title Pokemon Troze, Pokemon Pinball, or even Pokemon Ranger that are stuck on older systems. Depending on what the Pokemon Company and Nintendo's plans are, we could see a different scenario, a couple different scenarios play out this year. With some of the mainline titles being bundled, or the some of the spinoffs re-releasing. We already know that the new Pokemon Snap is set to release sometime in the future, most likely in 2021. Either way, it's a good year to be a fan of the franchise, and I look forward to seeing what we have in store as we move further into 2021. Well, whether you are a fan of Zelda or Pokemon, or just waiting for the next Hollow Knight game, 2021 is shaping up to be a decent year for game releases. There are so many titles coming some that did not make the list, as there is limited information at this time of recording. God of War Ragnarok being the main one that comes to mind. Sorry if I missed your favorite upcoming title. I couldn't include them all. There are just so many. These are just some that interest me and have me pondering what we're going to get. Especially so in the case of the Zelda and Pokemon collections. These take me back to my childhood. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. And again, this has been Chris with Woods Gaming. Make sure to support the channel by liking and subscribing. Give us any feedback. 
on how we can improve any ideas for upcoming episodes. Thanks.